Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. And we're going to about think about the old tracky tops and, and shirts is, is the size of the logo on the back, isn't it? Because, Craig, that is vintage Adidas, and that is a huge Addy emblem on the back. Can you show the camera? Yeah. Nice. There's no mistake in that's Adidas. Doesn't doesn't get much bigger than that. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Hey, it's Footy Prime, and uh, that was Jim Brennan and Craig Forrest and JC. I'm James Sharman. Wongo should join us at some point. He's driving at the moment, but he'll he'll jump on. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's funny because nowadays you get the, these great tracky tops, right? And the emblem is almost like an apologetic size. It's kind of, yeah, here we are. Very subtle. You know we're Addy. You know we're Puma. But but back in those days, it's like, no, 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 there's, there's no doubt about it. This is Adidas, and we sponsor Ipswich. Kind of miss those. Not the truth, James. You said an apologetic size. (laughs) That's that's what she said. (laughs) Very familiar with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know it doesn't look much, but I wish. What I don't understand when you look at that top, like I think the three stripes are enough to signify it's Adidas. 
then why do you need the big ass logo on the back? Don't you be having a go at Ipswich? It's a bit ostentatious, isn't it? It is just too much. It's like, look at me. 1989, yeah. this was. And you baggy. Why was so baggy back in those days, too, right? Not this one. <laughs> it looks pretty baggy now. Well, that's because I'm a melting ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> when did the uh, the shirts get tighter? Start getting tighter. Was it? It's in the two thousands, right? I think yeah. early two thousands. They were still pretty baggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, DeCanio had an extra small boy's shirt on. <laughs> did he wear it like specifically? He wore a tight one and shorts. He did, yeah. Well, I think the Serie A was the trendsetter, right? They, I'm pretty sure their shirts were tighter before anyone. Remember when Puma came out with that Italian Azuri shirt for maybe the 06 World Cup? And it was like skin tight. Yeah. And it was this, wow, look at this. This is so unlike anything we've seen before. And now every mm-hmm. shirt's the same way. Yeah, and those guys wore it well. But most people that wear it don't. No, no. I don't think it's for supporters and fans, is it? No. 100% true. That That's why I don't like wearing them. Yeah. It's there like, what size are you? A professional footballer size? No, not me. I'm a, I shouldn't be that way. Eight pints kind of guy. <laughs> so that, that's what they should, that? that should be the sizing chart, right? It should be like professional footballer to eight pinter. <laughs> eight pints and a kebab kind of guy you know? yeah 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 the xxxl is like throw the kebab in there as well <laughs> yeah if you're wearing an extra couple pounds you uh what jersey would which sport jersey would you throw on baseball probably, oh, yeah. probably. yeah yeah we well, see some of those bloody players right i mean I, I love it you watch like even like last night i mean not to get into the jays here but some of those jays players right they're regular looking dudes they're, they're, you have the athletes there, you know. They have the genuine athletes, and then you have the bows—not bows, not bows an athlete. You have the the Guerrero Juniors, Vladdies, and you have the, the Kirks, regular guys. That's one thing about baseball I like still. Any shape or size, you can still be a, a relevant star. Mm-hmm. That's like what attracts to be. That's what attracts the those supporters of the uh, Blue Jay games. that go down there, and it's like. There's a lot of average guys just like me down there. It's like, yeah. This yeah, this sport this sport's made for like couch potatoes. That's what it is. You played baseball cuz you you sucked at every other sport. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to make a decision on which which way to run. Yeah. You couldn't, I think you that- couldn't play soccer, you couldn't play hockey, you couldn't play rugby. You're the last pick this hey, go play baseball. Yeah, well, they're doing something right because they're making gazillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They are. They're doing well for themselves. Didn't the Jays? Didn't the Jays go by the Jays? Didn't they celebrate making the wild card position like it was? They'd won the World Series. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the room with the champagne and the goggles. That was what two, three days ago, right? Maybe four days ago. Yeah, Yeah. it's a bit much. You make the wild card. Wild card, which was celebrating. You won the World Series. It only happened two years ago, I believe. It just started, so they wouldn't even have made it the last hundred and something years. 
No. Crazy. I didn't even watch baseball, celebrations but I saw them watch? celebrating. I, I thought they – I thought that was a World Series that they won. I asked the guy one time. I was like, who's – did they just win the World Series? Is this what the Jays are doing? He's like, no, they made it in playoffs or something. Was like, the nice. wild card. Wild card. I think there's a lot to that. I think there's a lot to that in sport, that the pre-celebration – and I think the Jays, and it's not just Jays, it's, base, it's a baseball thing more than anything. I guess it's because the grind, it's such a long season, you're playing so much baseball to get to the postseason, even if it's wild card, it's an accomplishment. But they still go way too far. Way too far. You shouldn't be popping champagne and getting the goggles and, you know, getting the lockers all taped up for, for making the wild card. That's just, you've got an invite to the show at that point. There's a lot of baseball left. As AL Championship? All right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But back to the shirts. Like, if you're discovering sport for the first time, I think you should, as a fan, decide on what shirt will look best on you. And I think you're right. Baseball could be the way in that case for most people. It's not basketball. Well, like basketball, like those guys wear those oversized basketball vests, right? Don't they? Well, and football jerseys, too. Oh, yeah. Football. Another good one. Yeah, that's true. Quilt. Yeah, but yeah, normally, normally with football as well, though, it's you got a hoodie underneath the jersey. It's cold, right? Because it's cold. Valid point. Good choice, though, if you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say there's something word. though about there's something about middle-aged men though that wear oversized basketball tops or uh, or football like American football shirts. I don't know about it. I'm not the biggest fan, you know. Especially if you're wearing the the flat brimmed hat backwards, you know. Oh, JC, I'm I am so sorry. Other than you, JC, other above you, you wear it well. It suits you. <laughs> That's amazing. JC can reinvent. My opinion of people, middle-aged men, he can wear it and he wears it well. Um, but yeah, okay. So so uh, baggy shirts at football, when they went to the tight shirts, Jimmy, were you a fan of that? Did you prefer it? Was it easy to play in? Yeah, I actually, I liked it. I liked the tighter tighter tops. I did. It's what you get used to, though. You, you, you don't really notice when you're in the moment, then the fashion changes and whatnot. I did enjoy when they started bringing the shorts in that those those ball tugger shorts I was wearing for a few years. Fuck me. They were so short. <laughs> around this time, around 1989. <laughs> <laughs> so they were the short shorts with the baggy top, the combo. Um, I don't remember the top so much. I just remember these shorts. And how cold it was. There's <laughs> <laughs> rafts everywhere. Why didn't you wear, tra- why didn't you wear track pants, uh, Craig? Because a lot of goalkeepers wore trackies. Well, I, I did actually as many opportunities as I could when they were that short. Were you, were you allowed to? Were there like club rules about what you could wear as a goalkeeper as far as shorts or, or trackies? No. 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 As long as you have the nowadays, right I'm trying to th- I, It's funny, I can't even envision nowadays. What do goalkeepers wear nowadays? They mainly wear tights under their shorts, right? Don't they? A little bit, but they're also playing on carpets. Yeah. Yeah, they just wear cycling shorts normally under your shorts. 
Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever a cycling short guy, Jimmy, to protect your hamstrings? Uh, Yeah, I did. In the winter, I used to wear them. Did it make a difference? Yeah, I kept my uh, my thighs warm Mm. and hamstrings and my ass and my bollocks. (laughs) Kept it all toasty. Nice tight package all wrapped up for a winter's game in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you came to Canada, you were a short sleever, right? Or you were a long sleever? Uh, Again, depends when you're playing. It was winter time I wore a long sleeve. It was summer I wore short. Gloves? Uh, I think I wore gloves one time and I was disgusted with myself. I'm so happy was to that, that. Was that in North America? No, I was thinking it was in Austria. In Austria, oh. when we were playing the match, it was freezing. Oh, was with the, the national team. team. With the national team. That was the only time. In England, never did I wear them. You wouldn't dare? No. Wouldn't even think about it. But it was, uh, I think Austria had a long sleeve and then gloves on. Mm-hmm. And it was Baltic. Oh, I never understood why the guys took so much stick for wearing gloves. Really? You're a goalkeeper. Yeah, you wore gloves your whole life. <laughs> Such a wimp. Yeah. Except when you're going to take a throw in with a mittens on, it slips through. Nah, Peter Shilton, no gloves, and all of a sudden, oh, gloves today. Let's all wear gloves, keepers. <laughs> the Shilton not wear gloves. No gloves. What, does Peter Shilton not wear gloves? I don't know. I don't think he wore gloves, did he? Yeah, oh yeah, for the most part. Did he really? Did goalkeepers not wear gloves for a while, Craig. When did gloves come in for goalkeepers? Yeah. I, th- I assume they always wore gloves. No, not always. No. No. Well, when no, did that start? Any- this is ridiculous. This is huge. I, I had no idea. I just assumed. I mean, it's pretty. It's just stupid. The thought of not wearing gloves as a goalkeeper. Is this when you played? Goalkeepers weren't wearing gloves. Well, when Should Craig started, when Craig started, they wore marigolds. <laughs> <laughs> what are marigolds? The dishwasher gloves. Oh, <laughs> they're the yellow ones. Yeah, they smell so nice. Those things, don't they? <laughs> In dry weather, you don't have to wear gloves, but they protect your hand, though. No, it's nothing to do with protecting your hands. It's just grip. Yep, just grip. I'm blown away by this right now. Really? So yeah. I, I'm just, I just, I'm trying to think when would, when would be the last, you know, top goalkeeper to not wear gloves? This is like Jacques Plant putting a mask on for the first time in hockey. Early 70s, 60s, I would say. Wow. Guys like Phil Parks at West Ham. And, and the first person to, to put the gloves on, was he seen as a pariah? I can tell you Outlet. who that was. Would you like to know who that was? I yeah, would really please. like to know. Amadeo Carrizo, the Argentine goalkeeper, was the first known or uh, international and internationally recognized goalkeeper to wear goalie gloves. Uh, he was a keeper for River Plate in the 1940s and 50s. 40s and 50s, really? Yeah. So it took a long and time for it to come, come mainstream. So it was patented. Yeah. It was it was patented back in 1885 by William Sykes in Germany. Patented really? goalkeeping glove. Yes. What did he do with the patent? Did he sell it to Adidas or something? 
he sold it to well, it was made by oh the soccer ball maker, the William Sykes who makes soccer balls was the first were the first ones to make it, so he sold it to them. So, yeah. Wow. But it wouldn't they wouldn't start making them uh on mass until uh, uh 1934. Mass they were mass so, produced by the Roche company. So obviously. this Argentine goalkeeper though, he it was prior to 34 that he first donned the gloves. No, this is after. It was between but, in the 40s and 50s. So they were making them before anyone actually started wearing them. Apparently. In mass. Yes. Yeah. This sounds so a bit was, like a, a, a right or one question where he gets it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Royce. It sounds like it was Royce who were the first ones to mass produce. Mass produce, yes. Interesting. They were there always been a big glove company. Yeah. They Royce. still are, aren't they? Still yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all they made was gloves, wasn't it? And then they got cool in the eighties. Yeah, with a, when Craig Forrest started wearing them. Oh, Craig was the uh, yeah. The there. He was the trendsetter. That was the one. The visionary. They started putting your name on it, and everything. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Do you remember your first pair of gloves you got with your name on it? Yeah, they spelled it wrong. <laughs> one R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you get a pen and put another R in? I did. I did. <laughs> did you? Yeah. What a big time jump. <laughs> That's amazing. But so at the at the Gold Cup or any FIFA competitions, the uh, the logo has to be quite small on the gloves. If it's too big, as it was in the Gold Cup, I had to use a marker and black and out black out the Sindico on it. It was, right. it was too big. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't want too much too much sponsorship. <laughs> Is that why when you guys used to take pictures, you'd wear your gloves and then put your hands across your yeah. chest to show your your sponsor? Sponsorship. Yeah. That's that was why it wasn't some it. American like, you know, covering the heart. It was to show the sponsorship. Yep. Wow, cheeky. Very cheeky, yeah. I should have put my boots like wrapped up around my hip. <laughs> Remember, uh, in, in Mexico, <laughs> Mexico City is always beautiful weather, and there's no problem there. And Voight, the company Voight, and more volleyballs than anything else. This guy approached me in Mexico City at the hotel and said, Would you wear these? So he paid me a couple grand, and I was like, Yeah, I'll wear these. You could wear fucking anything in that weather. Like, they were they were fine. Bob Leonard so, Uzi was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck, nothing wrong." This, this guy walks up to you in the hotel, and says, "Hey, would you mind wearing this? Here's two grand, and you've never yeah. worn them before, and you're playing for your country." <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Sure, why not? <laughs> I remember, I remember, I was younger, and I got sponsored by Valor, this company in England, and uh, I ended up coming back and playing for the U20s in Concacaf. And the CSA said I couldn't wear them because it, it, that's when they had that big uh, $5,000 Adidas sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> so they told me I couldn't wear my Valor boots. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Because of a $5,000 deal with, with Eddie. Yeah. Did you, did you agree? Did you, or did you just wear them anyway? Mm. No, you had to agree. No, I had to wear, I had to agree. I had to wear my Adidas at the time. Wow. Well. Well, Adidas is the official like uh, for MLS, right? Has been for a long time, has it not? Oh, yeah. nice job! Yeah. They do a really nice job with the kit. 
They do, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. They do a good you know. job. Um, is- I'm still... Still amazing. You know what? The most, the most jealous I ever get of pro footballers is not when you go to a big match or you see these guys coming out, you know, Champions League, World Cup. It's not that. It's when you're at the training ground and you see these, uh, you know, these reps from various brands coming in with boxes and bags of shit and just handing them out to the players. I always get so jealous. So nice. It's like, oh, because I love gear. I love yeah. gear. And I mean, as a pro, I mean, you don't pay for a damn thing, right? As far as your, your gear and Addy comes in or Puma or Nike, whoever it's going to be. And here you go. I was at a thing once with David James in England, actually. And uh, I think it was Umbro, actually. I think Umbro sponsored David James. And I knew the Umbro guys. And, and he, the guy opened up his van and just started handing out these boxes upon boxes of gear to David James. I was just horribly jealous. I didn't Gloves. find any of those in his trunk. <laughs> just the porn <laughs> videos. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your VHSs. Yeah. No gear. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. No boots in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamo. You know, nice looking shirts this week. It was a, well, I say nice looking shirts. I didn't like them myself, but people loved them. Was the Man City shirts for the Champions League. Those dark shirts with the, the, the lightning bolts. Yep. You yeah, like them? Okay. No, I, I'm not a big fan, but I know I, I mentioned that in my opinion at work yesterday, and, and I was just shot down. How could you not these things? They're beautiful. They're great. So they're obviously selling very, very well. Um, did you get to watch much Champions League this week? It was very, very interesting, very compelling, as they say. Um, on Tuesday, uh, so Bayern beat Copenhagen 2-1. I won't go through all the results here. I guess the big one would be United losing to Galatasaray. Again, things just horribly. Anana, your boy there, Craig. Again, looking really, really bad. It's, it seems like his confidence is completely gone. He's completely gone. Jesus, that's so quick. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> How quick has he lost it? Wow. Who is that, who is that Man United keeper that played like two games? Italian guy. Everyone Massimo Taibi. That's right. Huh? Yeah. He was, yeah, he just arrived with nothing. Just he couldn't catch a ball. <laughs> Went through his legs, everything. Yeah. Couldn't catch a cold. No. Oh, no, I can't save stamps. <laughs> do you think, uh, do you think Ten Hogs in trouble here? Or is it just rotting from the head here at the very top of the club? Well, fuck. Yeah. Everybody's in trouble at this stage when you're, you're getting results like that. Yeah. Everybody. Well, they're going to have to make a decision because they're terrible at the moment. I mean, they do have injuries in fairness, but I mean, he's choosing to play Sofia and Amrabat at left back. Now, I know the other two left backs are injured, but this guy, I think he's played three times in his career at left back. Obviously not working. Casemiro's uh, a yard short this season, looking very much his age. Rashford mm-hmm. is just completely inconsistent. Always has been. I, I think at some point people have to start discussing uh, what is Marcus Rashford? Is he actually a star? Because a star does it week in, week out. And he'll do it for, for a stretch of games, but he just can't do it for more than a few games in a row, it seems. He's not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoyland looked decent, scored two goals. One in particular was beautiful. Obviously, a young player there, but I mean, these are hardly guys in top form. 
either, right? So at some point, you got to look at the players, don't you know? I mean, Varane looks a shadow mm-hmm. of his former self. Lindelof, I don't know if he's good enough for this level. It's strange. Well, they've gone through a bunch of net- managers, so you yeah. sort of have to, at the end of the day, it's about the players. You've got to set them up, obviously, but you haven't got the players. This, uh, this Galatasaray team, though, I find it fun, right? Because some of these names, I mean, not that I, I don't really watch too much Turkish football. It might surprise you. But, you know, every year when the season starts, you forget that players move to, to new teams. And some of these names in Galatasaray, so Will Zaha's there, we, we know that, but still it's weird to see him playing for Galatasaray. Um, Icardi's there. Yeah. Lucas Torreira, remember him at Arsenal? He was great. I like yeah. that little, little dynamo, right? He's there as well. Davis and Sanchez. Yeah. Join there from Spurs. Yeah. It's interesting how the Turkish clubs from time to time will splash a bunch of money out. Mm-hmm. And other times they don't at all. Yeah. But there's football crazy in that country. Absolutely crazy about the game. But it's a destination, it seems, for players who have something to prove or are kind of on that, that transition out of the top right mm-hmm. guys that perhaps were very good it's almost like the the european version of mls in many ways right they kind of take mm. these players at a certain point but uh hey listen they got a huge win against united did you see the real madrid game anyone here if you didn't I did see not. it Jude no. bellingham holy shit he scored an absolute worldie by the way just just an incredible goal but i don't want to sound one-eyed englishman here but this guy's going to win the blunder or, and it could be as early as this year. He is unbelievable what he's doing right now for Real Madrid. They've been playing in a very attacking role compared to what we, they, they you, know, you saw at Dortmund, where he was more that box-to-box type. But yeah. it, he seems he can put him anywhere on the pitch, and he just excels at it. He is something we haven't seen for a long time. I heard someone comparing him to Zidane, which is, sounds crazy, right? But it's the way he moves around the field how calm wow. he looks in the ball. And and you watch him and like, okay, it's a little bit early for that, right? He's barely out of his teens, but you can see the comparisons for sure. It's amazing, really. I mean, I, I've always fancied him. He's always been a good, good, solid player for sure. And I thought he was a good pickup, but I didn't expect him to be lighting it up like he is, not at this level. Like he looks well and truly comfortable in his surroundings really quickly. And that's pretty rare. That's the yeah, word, right? Comfortable. No, he is. There's no doubt. And he's young. 20. You forget. He's, what is he, 20? I think he's just turned 20, right? Or he's going to yeah. turn 20? Yeah, he's 20. Yikes. It's incredible. And he's lighting it up at Real Madrid. What has he got? Eight, eight matches, seven goals right now? Against Napoli, so, yes. he was player of the match. He is tearing it up. They love him. They well, I mean, it's... Him, it's it's, it just says to, it's one thing to be a great player at 20, right? We see that. But to move to a new club and straight away, that's something. But the fact that it's Real Madrid with the spotlight on you and how that club can be so almost too big for many players. And like mm-hmm. you said there, Jimmy, it, it just feels like he's, he's just, it's his club. He's almost taken over. He's become yeah. the face. He's got a swagger about him. You see him in his post-match interviews. He's just so calm. He does not sound like a kid who's barely out of his teens. Mm-hmm. No, he's yeah. he's he's clued in you know, on and off the field. 
everything yeah. he does, he just seems to, yeah, he's, he's pretty clued in. I saw him with one of the mascots as well. And just, just seeing how he dealt with a mascot. I don't know if he was all that comfortable, the kid, or it could have been a little bit put off. It was loud. He just made him feel really comfortable. It was just, it was nice to see. You think four years ago, not even, he was, he was playing for Birmingham city. Yeah. <laughs> Birmingham city. And they've retired his number. What? As a teen, he leaves. They've retired his number. No way. They have. Hey, JC, can you Google that? Make sure I'm not wrong here. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've, they've retired his number. Birmingham City insane. retired number on it. Thank you. Sounds crazy, right? How you would do that for a kid that young. Like how many games did he even play for Birmingham? Well, you know, it can't be he right. Like that must 40. be 40. That must be crap, right? There must be some. I must be. 40 games, did you say? Falling into something. Yeah, but he got he broke into the team when he was, what, like 16 or something? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, you, you found it? Birmingham City, a championship club in England, second largest city, retired Bellingham's number 22 shirt in July 2020? When he went when he to 10. Dortmund? So wait, yeah. so he would have been what seventeen, and they retired his shirt. <laughs> they retired his shirt. What is that about? There's got to be more to it than that, right? You can't be yeah. doing that. Wow, How's that happen. Is there any other t- players in Birmingham that are, have a retired number? I, mean, I haven't Trevor heard Francis, of that. Surely, right? Trevor, well, we- hold on. They did give him. They they did pay thirty million for him. So maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else? Dorman. Yeah. yeah. I don't know though. There has to be okay. There's got to be some some people in the room. I'm sure there are our, our listeners. Generally speaking, the supporters club are way smarter than we are, and there must be some backstory to that, right? It's not. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As if you listen to the Premier League title at 17. And even then, do you retire the number? I don't think you do. How many Still, league he's really good. you play? You said 40? 40 league games? Yeah, played 40, 44, I think. So you played a full season in the championship. So one season, basically, essentially. Yeah. He must have been good. <laughs> His brother plays for Sunderland. He's really good too, apparently. Not perhaps uh, Jude's level, but still very good. Not Real Madrid. No. Nah. No. 
Tell you what, it's going to encourage a lot of kids to go to Germany, though, isn't it? A lot of English kids. Oh, Jaden Sancho has been linked with uh, Dortmund again, by the way, in January. Yeah. You know, might just cut ties there. Yeah. Speaking of mascots, uh, in the uh, Newcastle, which gets in Newcastle, of course, with a famous win, smashed PSG yesterday. Uh, Kieran Trippier was saying that his son really wanted to be a mascot beside Mbappe <laughs> in that match. <laughs> and he said that if that happens, just do not look at me. Do not look at me, son. <laughs> <laughs> was he a mascot? I think I, he was, I think he was. Yeah. But whether it was with Newcastle or, or PSG, I'm not sure how it ended in the end, but apparently his kid, kid Revere's loves Mbappe and wanted to be beside him in the tunnel. <laughs> oh, I did. I saw that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, a, that's great. <laughs> Were your kids ever mascots for you? No. No. Mine, was mine were. Bit young. A TFC, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Was it... Did they behave themselves? Yeah. No, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> were they beside you or were they beside, like, like looking down upon... I guess Seba wasn't there when you were playing, but... No, they were, they were young, so... They thought I was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did that change? Uh, when they were older. <laughs> yeah. When they started when they making everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah they just know you for sitting on the now. couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you up what on the do wall? You do, Dad? Dad? The best yeah. couch sitter ever. Yeah. I, I was watching, uh, I, I made my daughter watch the Leaf game with me preseason this week. And it's good actually. She's asking a bunch of questions and uh, gets the money. I'm saying Austin Matthews just signed a deal for like over 13 million a year. Wow, wow. I said the lowest play, paid guy on this team probably makes around about $900,000. She goes, 900000 Really? That's not very much. How much do you make a year, Dad? <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, Wonger. This isn't going to work. <laughs> hey, Wonger, are you actually on the. Are you got your head out the window or something? Can you, close a, can you close the window? You're like a dog hanging out the window with your tongue the out the side of your mouth. Is the microphone not working? It's picking up a lot of ambient noise. Okay, I'll tell a quick story. Um, I'm driving down the highway, and everything's fine. Drop the no. girls off, and then as I'm picking up, driving about 110, the front of the car, the hood starts waffling up. Because I forgot to lock it. And I literally was thinking, this does nothing for the stereotype of half white drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn half whites. Those half white drivers are the worst. I, I'm going to tell everybody. Anyways, I'm just going to sign in. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, I, this isn't going to work. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we might not see Wonger again. <laughs> the Venza might claim a Wong. <laughs> Would be the first one, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, back I was saying. So, so I told her so 900k a year, and she goes, "That's not very much." Like my, she has no idea, obviously, quite yet of of money. <laughs> How much do you make of your dad? Well, eight nine hundred thousand. I tell you that much. <laughs> now she looks at me. Now, now she looks at me with just disappointment in her eyes, like, "Oh, yeah." You loser. Sad. Um, what do you make in Newcastle? Uh, smashing PSG. Just They just owned them. I didn't see that game. 
PSG. Did anyone see any Champions League games this yeah, week? Yeah, I watched. I watched. Well, there's so many games. I watched Celtic. Okay. Celtic. Craig Craig Fenner's Craig was returning from Vancouver, so he's got a very yeah. good excuse. All right. Let, okay. no, but, let's, but, let's, but, let, but let's be honest as well, though. Newcastle actually, they, they taught PSG a lesson, didn't they? Yeah. They Almiron was incredible in that game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And to think that guy was in MLS not too long ago. Yeah. He's some right? player. And he does it with a smile on his face. I don't think he's, yeah. he ever, he's ever not smiling. He's always got a grin, no matter what. Mm. His eyebrows kill me. Yeah, they're big. They're thick. They're beautiful. Yeah. Bushy. Yeah, I don't know. Does he wax them? But oh, I think if you wax those, you would do a better job than that, wouldn't you? No, they're like <laughs> perfect almost. They're perfect, but I mean, if, if he's getting trimmed, I mean, you got to thin. It's got to trim them. They have yeah. to be trimmed. Maybe but highlight. They, yeah, but, they, but new that Newcastle side, they're they're decent, man. They're, they're not bad, right are they? And they pumped Shaw, the Shaw's goal. That Shaw goal was just a just a belter. Yeah, but just then I watched belter. I watched Celtic as well, and obviously Johnson was playing. He had a good match. Celtic started off on fire, got an early goal, then Lazio ended up tying it up one one, and then Lazio in the ninety was a ninety fifth minute ended up scoring again to beat Celtic two one. But the atmosphere was mental. Mental itself. It was. St. James's Park looked beautiful, didn't it? It really did. They, they fully embraced yeah. uh, Champions League football for the first time in 20 years. It was great. So yeah. you're talking um, about Celtic. I was talking about Celtic, oh, oh, but he just sorry. went back to the new game. I just did a Jimmy. <laughs> I just yeah, did a Jimmy. Yeah, I was somewhere. I was way out of there. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> St. James's yeah. Park, Celtic. I'm like, what? The- <laughs> I was actually thinking of that game, Newcastle game, when you're going off on. Blah, 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 blah. Celtic. I was Celtic, talking about Celtic, Johnson Celtic. playing. Good Canadian know, kid yeah. playing I'm, Champions League football. I'm not criticizing what you're saying. It was purely my fault. I was just somewhere else. That's all. How many because times does Celtic like go against the game? teams in the Champions League that aren't Champions League caliber? Let's be honest. What's that? I was just saying there's a lot of teams in the Champions League that aren't Champions League quality. Like Brighton's a better team than Celtic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, they can beat the shit out of the Premier League up there, but when it gets into the into Europe, no, they can't they get shown up. No, yeah, they don't have but the they often there. they often go up a goal and look really good in Champions League, and then they just fall apart. They can't do it for ninety minutes. Yeah, happens a lot. Didn't they score against? Uh, wasn't it Barcelona last year? I think it was, and they went up one. Yeah, yeah. then lost four. Yeah, especially yeah, when they're at home, though. No. Because the fans are amazing, the atmosphere is brilliant. Oh, yeah. and then once that energy wears away, that's when the opposition just go, "Okay, let's play football," and that's it. Game's mm-hmm. over for Celtic after. Yeah, it's it is amazing like, to get a result in that type of atmosphere, no matter what level you're at. It's impressive, and the top teams do it on a regular basis, going to these places and pretty. Pretty incredible, actually. Well, it's going to be very different next year, right? With the new Swiss model for the group phase, where it's going to be one big table, expanded Champions League, and within that table, you all, I think you play what six or eight games, whatever it is, within that. But it's one table, and then the top sixteen, whatever it is, get through. So there's this current what we used to that the four team 
group phase is, is a thing of the past, unfortunately, because you always got to tinker, always got to change things, right, fellas? It's never right. It's never good enough. Well, the well they're always trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid the super league. Yeah. So they're they're constantly trying to make sure they, that these clubs are getting more money. I mean, look at the Europa League, how it's set up. That if you finish third in your group, you get or in the Champions League, you get to drop down into the Europa League. It's just like you, you just keep falling upwards. You, you know, you, oh, you didn't make money. You go, oh, you got another chance to make money. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, now I know. So, I mean, you know, they have the conference as well. That's almost like like for the Premier League because teams in the sixth, seventh spot, eighth spot are better than some of the Champions League teams because the Premier League, let's get it right, it is the Super League at the moment. And there's going to be probably a fifth berth, for example, for the Prem this for next season, which means, again, protecting the top clubs. And even the, the Swiss model kind of protects the top clubs more so. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing, right? They're trying to give a carrot to these, these big clubs that could potentially break away. It's like, okay, thanks for saying no to the Super League. Here, take this as our way of saying thank you. Yeah, but, but it, I, I st- it also gets the best players or the best teams out, though, when you do that Swiss model. Because if you've got three top teams in, in a group stage and one of the top teams are out and all of a sudden you get like a, you know, a, ooh, like a Galatasaray end up coming out of the group stage who should never be there and you've just lost one of the top teams because they were in a tough group, at least that way it keeps everybody, all the, all the, the best teams out. Yeah, it protects them, right? The Swiss yeah. model. Yeah. yeah. You get the top exactly. teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, how are they going to do the actual? If it's all one league, how many games are they going to play? Like who plays who? And it's not really. They'll still. I think they'll still draw them into like mini groups within this big group. At one point, what we'll do? What we'll do? We'll we'll get Wonga to research it and try and present it to us and explain it. (laughs) In the car. Yeah. No, but let's do that. Maybe next week we'll do this. So at some point this season, please supporters club remind us. This is a great idea. All right, we're going to give. Wonger a project and that is to present to us how the Swiss format is going to work next year in the Champions League it'll be he's going to fuck it up for sure but that'll just be the gag I love it let's do that (laughs) Um, All right, listen did you guys I'm assuming you did hear the, the audio from the Liverpool Spurs match and the controversial VAR yeah, what do you? What was your thoughts? <laughs> some it's some of the most compelling audio or footage I think I've ever seen, which is crazy to say. But I just couldn't not listen to it seven times. <laughs> and you can, and after listening to it seven times, it's like you can see why there was confusion because they did not make it clear at all. And by the time they did, they're like, "Pause the game." He's like, "I've already started the fucking game." There's no going back now. The last it was word. terrible. Fuck. Like they're clearly, it's not VAR, is it? Like it's, it's again, it's you know, human. Well, it is VAR. Failure. It's the VAR. It's the video assistant referee, but it's not the yeah. technology. No, exactly. You have to take it, was, it out of their hands pretty soon. Like tennis. I mean, the, the, the junior guy, right? It's the junior guy in that whole team is saying, "Stop the match. Pause the match. You've made a mistake." And, and and because they're so binded by the rules, they can't do what's right. Use some common sense. Yeah. 
right? And that's what it comes down to. If someone just said, listen, stop the game, I'm sure both coaches would actually be okay with that. Maybe not Big Ange, <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure he would actually, because the right you want the right call on the field. That's number one. That's why you bring this stuff in and you get it wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been told that if you're going to use VAR, it has to be, you have to hold play by the book. They did it right. And if they didn't do it right, I guess it could be an appeal on the other side to say, well, hold on a minute. Even though it was the right decision, you, you broke rules to get there. I think either way, I mean, they're calling for the game to be played. I don't know what the, if there's a yeah. verdict on that or whether that's they won't a reality. Do that. That's what Klopp said. Klopp came out and goes, listen, the right thing to do would be to replay the game. But he goes, that isn't going to happen. I mean, can you imagine if they did say, okay, replay the game? Imagine it would it would throw the game into complete disarray, right? Oh, do yeah. you replay Do you replay the 86 World Cup quarterfinal? Because that arsehole handballed. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, fucking right you do. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean, even like the, the United Wolves game, do you replay that because of that, you know, the awful mistake by VAR, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't You can't do that. As much as I'd love it to be replayed, you can't do that. No. Um, Part of the issue, though, is, and again, Jimmy, we had this little chat, didn't we, on Monday's One Soccer Show about the differences between different leagues and how they interpret VAR and use VAR. And yet so much fun at my expense. Um, <laughs> but it is partly the language they use. In, in the Premier, they use this, this robotic speak, you know, check, over. If they just spoke normally to each other, saying, hold up there, big man, having a look at this. What, was it a goal? Was it a goal? Uh, did you rule? Was the flag up? I forget. Then, then they get to the right clarity. Yeah. Like all this kind of like this, this short robotic speak is kind of what caused a lot of this confusion to begin with. Well, yeah. they're just trying not yeah. to waste their time and with speech. That's working. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the only time I've ever heard it happening quite like this. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to stop the the, the chatterboxes. Those ones that those individuals just love to chat. <laughs> oh, I hate those people. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, just Do talk for the sake. Just stop. Just stop, please. Imagine that in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> can't, you, can't you see the look on my face? You know all about that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just see the ref go, oh, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it was offside. I'm not sure, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask John. John, what do you think? Was that offside? <laughs> yeah. I don't care about your sister's best friend. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It is. By the way, did you see this? So there is, this is crazy. There's a book coming out this week. It's for kids. It's something about, for school children, about the laws of the game and football and a variety of things. And they interview various figures in the game, including some referees. And one of the referees they interviewed was the the VAR, the guy at the helm. I won't mention his name. Um, and one of the questions they ask him in this book is literally, what is the worst case? What's your biggest nightmare as a referee? And the answer was making the wrong decision that costs a team a win. <laughs> this, the book's coming out this week. <laughs> it's going to sell, like, sell really well. Now, well, that's a conspiracy theory right there. That's better than them going to the UAE, isn't it, last week? That's a legitimate. This guy's, oh, I see what he's doing. Name's Nepress. That book's going to go crazy right now. Yeah. There's no conspiracy. They just screwed it up. Yeah. Royally. 
brutal. Yeah, yeah. absolute mess. Still made for some uh, great content this week for podcasts and TV shows and blogs around the world, that's for sure. All right, anything else you guys want to get to? Well, uh, TFC, TFC maybe? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hey, they lost again. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. I, I couldn't waste 90 minutes of my life. Oh, boy. I watched I, I Yeah, Jimmy did too. We were texting. I was... Yeah. I was lying in bed though watching it, so I must admit I did drift off a couple of times. It was brutal. It's so bad. Where there, there is no effort, is there? There's no, no effort. Absolutely none. It, it is. It is bad. I don't understand why John was up in the box. Why is he not on the sidelines? I mean, what difference would that make though on the sidelines? I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, what, what would he gain from? If they'd the won the last three games, would he have been on the sideline? He's in an like observing position. Yeah, like, is that, what is that? Weren't you doing that for the last month? I don't understand. No, he's been off for the month. He took it off. He wasn't working. No, and but he's, he's watching working. the game. Is he not? Well, uh, he didn't have to. I'm sure he did. Oh, no. <laughs> but officially, he started work on Sunday, right? Officially. So it's like it's like us watching games, you know, on our days off. It doesn't really count as work, but we're still watching games. So does that result on Terry or on him? Hmm. I think it's on the players. Let's keep them out of it right now. The guys in the sidelines. It's on the players. The lack of effort is the players. Has to be, doesn't it? Oh, they it's it's so bad. It's toxic. They're bad to watch. Everything about them. It's it's disgraceful. Honestly, how some of these guys are professionals. This is the highest paid team in the league. Yeah. Think about that. That's and they don't give a fuck. They, they, no. There's a large number of that team don't give a fuck. They no. want out. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't watch this team play and tell me that more than a handful of players really give a shit. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing. It's, it's cool. That's what it appears like. I didn't watch the game because of the last couple of games. It looked as though these guys weren't trying then either. Yeah. So I mean, so they, they've, we, won, we defend- they've won once, once in nineteen games. I'm sorry. You know what it is? I'm sorry. That's fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing as a as a professional footballer. You imagine losing that many times in nineteen. You win once in the last nineteen games, and you still you you still walk on that pitch and don't give a shit. No effort. It's it's disgraceful, man. I'm telling you. I tell you, that's I'm disgusted. And then then I'm watching I'm watching the Whitecaps on the other side. What a great side they are. Work their ass off. Great results. Good team, good players, professionalism. This TFP mm-hmm. team, oh my god! Fucking make an effort, man. It shouldn't be wearing those that jersey. Half those guys, I'll tell you that for free. It is bad. You know, it's in- interesting. I was looking at some of the other MLS teams. The high spenders, LA Galaxy, is second, and they're not going to make the playoffs. They've been absolute crap. Greg Vanny's a genius. Per me, Greg Vanny. I thought he's a, a genius. That's Vanny. Yeah, Atlanta. 
are just in the playoff spot. DC is next. They're out of a playoff spot. Austin are out of a playoff spot. Chicago is hanging on to a playoff spot and eighth. Those are the highest spending teams. Then you go to somebody like St. Louis, who is the second lowest to Montreal, who is the lowest. Good for them. Three of their top five players are defenders. And the goalkeeper is the highest paid player on the field. Like it's, it's interesting how they've actually balanced it with not spending a lot of money, but looking at it a little bit more defensively and saying that the guys up front have scored a ton of goals. I think they're second in scoring, but so it doesn't matter about how much money you spend. You certainly have to balance it. And I think that a lot of these teams are spending all this dough on the front and they're all front heavy and they're weak in the back. Although in Montreal, Montreal, sorry, Charms, TFC scored 26 goals. That's second worst. 26. Conceded 54, also second worst. Jesus Christ, honestly. (laughs) What do you say to those people on on social? Because, you know, we've been very much defending Terry. We know Terry. He's a good football man. He's been thrown into a real tough situation that he couldn't say no to. But there is a lot of people out on social saying, oh, he shouldn't be part of the future. He's part of the problem, blah, blah, blah. He couldn't get it done. What do you say to those people? It's got nothing to do with Terry Dunfield. Absolutely nothing to do. He was, keep in mind, he was, he was in the academy coaching his team, working away. The president comes in and says, I need help. Can you come in as intern right now? What, was he going to say no? He's part of the club. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can to help. It has nothing to do with Terry Dunfield. The way this team is playing, the way this team is, that culture, nothing to do with it. He's gone in there to help the club, play a role, helping people out. Nothing to do with Terry Dunfield whatsoever. He didn't ask to be in that position. Mm. But someone's asked him to help, and he said, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll help. I'll, I'll do it. And he, he's putting his neck on the line. He's, he's taking a yeah. bit of stick. Fuck me. He was... Just with the academy, training the training the young boys, doing his job. It's got nothing to do with him. It's not like he he went in there and said, "I I want to be the head coach. Put me in." There's nothing like that. Yep. Well said. Exactly. I think people want to scapegoat. And no, uh, well, he's not the guy. No, he's he's not the guy. But that's just the reason for it. I think. Yeah. That's the reason for it. And he's sticking around as an assistant coach moving forward, which is great. But, uh, you know, he was, he was doing good work at the academy as well, wasn't he? Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gong show. I said about Montreal, I mean, they, they, they got a late point last night. It's an important point for them. But they're being eviscerated as well for just not spending money. I mean, they've dropped so many points the last number of weeks. They're slipping and sliding. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, the lowest <laughs> – Craig, you said they're the, low, the lowest payroll in the, in the league? The lowest payroll, yeah. I think they're, right. they're under 11 million bucks. Wow. Wow. Toronto, I see you're nearly 26, 27 million, something like that. <laughs> well, Jason Hernandez was saying yesterday that, you know, this kind of season, there will be big change. And obviously there will be. It's going to be a really interesting, it's going to be great for us this off season in MLS because we can just do a, a, a daily TFC report because they're going to just rebuild that squad, but do it right. And now it's, you know, on John, John Herbman's shoulders to do it right because it's all very well, like you said before, Jimmy, bringing in two white players, the great pedigree and having no one in between them. Yeah. Doesn't work. 
But as we said on the show on Monday, they've got to find a way to get rid of these contracts. And, and it won't mm. be as easy as you think because these players no, don't have to leave. That's the yeah. problem. They don't have to leave if they're under contract. And the, who's going to be after this shower of shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Insigne's rep is a little bit tarnished, you could say, at the moment. Oh, what a mess. What a freaking mess. Oh, yeah. He's he's not going anywhere on 7.5 million or whatever. No. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we uh, we have to go. At least I have to go. You guys can keep talking if you want. Feel go right ahead. But I've got to <laughs> We're back on Friday with news and dubs, of course. Um, our thanks are once again to our wonderful sponsors, TonyBet.ca. We'll have our footy picks. Hopefully a better weekend coming up. We'll discuss those on Friday. Um, and, of course, uh, catch all your CPL and Premier League from England on FuboTV, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. And subscribe now if you haven't already. It's Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, so we have a show on Friday. And then, JC, we're doing kind of a best-off type thing, I think, or are we going to replay the Monday TV show on Sunday? What's the plan? I think we're going to replay uh, the Monday show, but I think we may do something special as well. I mean, just keep watching social. You'll find some great stuff. And also, wanted to say to everybody, and Dubs and Dan are not here, and uh, but four years. As of the 29th, it's been four years of footy prime. Jeez. So. Wow. I mean, and that's all we could come up with today. My God, <laughs> I know. I, what you a know, mess. Wonga posted. I think didn't you? Was it you? You posted JC the initial episode, right? I think I think Wong. I, I don't know that it was posted, but it, yeah, it's on there. It's on. But, there. but it says it says episode one hundred and one, but it's the first one. It's the very first one. Yes. And and, and it, it sounded so much better than this. Lot better. We haven't, it was got, so we haven't got better. We've regressed. One hundred percent. And um, I've regressed. Actually, I've gotten better because I have an outtake that I recorded when I did the very first opening. And I said, featuring Danny Dicchio, Craig Forrest, and James Sherman. <laughs> oh, Sherman. Oops. So. <laughs> I get it all the time. In fact, I got a, 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 we got a <laughs> message on Facebook today. Sherman's proper pies today. Sherman's well. so proper it's, it's, it's quite a common thing. The Shermanator. Shermanator. <laughs> 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 but amazing four years jc four Christ, years craig and we're all still friends it's unreal well not dicky obviously fuck him he's an <laughs> arsehole <laughs> now we'll get each back on the show at some point he's doing really well by the way in sacramento uh they've got a huge game this weekend they could i think clinch the west this this weekend i believe so he's doing very well for himself so yeah at least some of the original members are doing well it's good to see <laughs> four years and we're still doing it. That wasn't the plan, Craig. The plan was to keep ourselves relevant and then get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and none of it's worked. No. No, I'm just joking. We've evolved. It makes a little bit of money, this podcast, and uh, we love doing it. Absolutely. And we, you know, bring on people like Jimmy Brennan and Amy Walsh. We're happy. It's a wonderful little family we've got here. And we're back tomorrow with, with Amy Walsh. Players, bye. You find me. And that. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Nice.